Okay. This ranger mirror is very intense, but I'm going to spend the one resource on my barbed castaway, and I'm going to flip up an arrow in my arsenal and put a name counter on it. Ha! I have an instant. Hold on. I'm going to pitch two blues, and I'm going to play three red piece of mines. I'm not (laughs) sure if that'll block more than four damage or how that works yet, but I'm going to have a lot of choices for arsenaling next turn off of ponder tokens. Sweet. Well, this Bolton shot has go again, so it doesn't matter. Except I'm going to play Collapsing Trap, and it's defending a thing with go again. Although, does it have to be printed on there? No, it has go again. The attacking hero discards their hand. Do it now. (laughs) No, my hand. (laughs) Do it now. Do it now. It resolves. You have no... You have no... You're going to think about it for a second or anything. (laughs) Do it right now. Ah, my hands. Which is interesting. Also, welcome to the reaction step, our YouTube show, and it's in our podcast feed. Maybe our most fun thing we do. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, You know, welcome. We're going to be talking about spoilers today. Spoilers. From from outsiders. Cards. Outsiders. Cords. Cord games. what's up Uh, guys outsiders spoiler season has started apparently again they set a date and then they just break that date immediately (laughs) but that's great for us today we're going to be talking about the cards that have been spoiled so far and our takes on some of them maybe all of them i don't we'll see who has what to say on what let's let's find out (laughs) that's a hundred percent the premise of this show (laughs) thank you for outlining exactly what will happen let's just dive right in what is a a podcast but just words you know well they're like the sound of words right Mm. or or our words sound always so some words are frailty, inertia, and blood rot pox. Correct. Those are words. But I want to talk about the philosophy here between words and... Se- no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a couple... other cast. <laughs> we'll take a couple hours to break this down a little bit. All right. Isaac, what's up break, first? Break down these tokens, bro. Okay, so we have three tokens that have been spoiled. The first being Blood Rot Pox. Um, these are all generic tokens, but as far as we know, only apply to um, outsider cards, ranger, and assassin cards, you know, so far. But, um, oh. And yeah. Ninja. Um, I don't know if they do yet. But anyway, we'll find out here. The first is Blood Rot Pox. Which reads, at the beginning of your end phase, destroy Blood Rot Pox. Then it deals two damage to you unless you pay three resources. This is obviously a token you give your opponent. Frailty reads, your attack action cards played from arsenal and weapon attacks have minus one attack power. At the beginning of your end phase, destroy Frailty. Um, Pretty good against Ranger or, uh, you know... I guess, uh, Kadachis, that kind of thing. Inertia reads, 
At the beginning of your end phase, destroy Inertia, then put all cards from your hand and arsenal on the bottom of your deck, um, which is very a la Seek and Destroy, and I, uh, I, I kind of like Inertia. Um, I like this kind of like, no, you don't get to like bide your time and set up or, you know, what it's, it kind of like throws a wrench in your opponent's ability to set up and combo you. I'm, I'm all about blood rot pox. I also really like how all of these spoilers have this, uh, card stamp on them based on the disease they're talking about. Kind of this watermark, uh, behind the text is really cool. Uh, I think also, so since I'm going to talk about blood rot pox here for a second, we also have to talk about a new assassin action infect, uh, which is an assassin attack action attacks for three defense for three and cost zero and is a common. So the red attacks for three and then et cetera. Uh, it has stealth and when it hits a hero, create a blood rot pox token under their control. Now, stay with me, because then we're going to also use this assassin attack reaction, and we're going to spike it with blood rot, which costs one, defense for three, is a rare, and I think it only comes in red, because there's there's two other ones. Um, and it says, target attack action card with stealth, gains plus three, and when this hits a hero, create a blood rot pox token under their control. So you're creating two tokens allegedly under their control which is six seven eight nine ten damage if that one attack hits so it's one for ten basically and it would cost them six resources not to take that extra four uh which is just crazy and (laughs) awesome also the art on infect is is nuts it's like a guy tied up being tortured and there's an assassin just pouring infected blood rot solution on the dude (laughs) (laughs) on what looks like a pirate ship or i guess just a ship yeah but you know we're we're in the pit so we gotta assume it's like smugglers or pirates or something totally taylor that was a lot okay you know it was i'm sorry you just kind of like (laughs) (laughs) took the token and just built the broken combo and i'm still here just looking at the token wondering how it works (laughs) well basically if you hit with these attack actions you are then infected and the knife blade or whatever is then also laced with extra blood rot so you're fucked basically so one last note on the token since we're blazing ahead here um is that all of these tokens are auras Right. So they there are potential um, interactions with them. Right. Like, um, you know, uh, Iris of reality can swing them, Um, you know, merciless retribution will deal damage when they break like things like this. Um, I I know prisms LL at the moment, but um, cards being auras or things like this sometimes uh, have, you know, no effect, but also can sometimes have really detrimental effects right like if you give prisms a bunch of frostbites and you're like ah you can't move at all this is great i'm winning and then you're really just dealing yourself a million damage yeah it's a it's gonna be really cool i think with all these different you know 
I wish I guess they're just auras. Yeah. They feel yeah. they feel worse than auras. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they feel real bad. It but it's like it looks like everyone's gonna have some access to all of them in this set, which is really cool. So I feel like limited is just gonna be like and now you have this and it's just like shit like it's just gonna be like yeah the chaotic wild card of like okay either you block up really well and hope that you have a good like two card hand or you know you take the damage and just you know run wild and hope that you you know if like what is it inertia you just draw better cards than you actually like maybe that's a good thing too you're like i have a shitty hand i'm gonna take like one point of damage and then get a bunch of new cards and see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, the frailty and blood rot pox seems real powerful. And it's cool that, uh, assassin is going to get some like hit effects, uh, because currently it's just the milling stuff from Arachne's ability. Uh, or I guess, uh, is it his ability? Yeah. The contract. No. Yeah. His ability is look at the top card. That's right, yeah. So from the contract cards, which is good, but doesn't necessarily make people care about getting it. Um, right. So yeah, these these uh, attacks along with the you know t- attack reaction rare cards, which are kind of like the the bulk. Well, we'll get into that later. But yeah, they these auras seem very disruptive and coming off of season of people complaining about ice we'll see how they (laughs) react to this but i think it sounds really fun it's interesting the the fact that they're gonna be available for everyone i think is really important because like ninja doesn't have a lot of hit effects other than just like gaining more um well i guess that's dumb ninja has drawing cards and like gaining power but uh, and then everything has go again. So this is going to be busted in Ninja. I'm going to say that right now. Um, and everyone else is going to have a, try to have a good time. <laughs> okay. A few things. First, we have yet to see a Ninja card that gives uh, another player any of these tokens. It would seem that there will be Ninja cards that will give these tokens as they are uh, a big part of the set and it's set in the pits but you know we have yet the ninjas could just be the you know the five of the set and they're just trying to deal damage and then the other um, heroes try to manipulate them or slow them down um as far as that combo goes taylor you were talking about i do really like this because it like it incentivizes your opponent to block right so like take infect it's a zero for three if it hits, it gets a blood rot pox, right? So a zero for three, no go again, is like under rate, right? So if you just block with one card, underpowered card. But if you let it hit, it's a zero for five. So it's above rate, right? Yeah. So um, this is just like a really fair way to um, reward you if your opponent is just playing like a really linear game plan and doesn't want to block at all, it'll punish them for that. However, it's totally fair in that if you do buy a card, then, you know, they've blocked essentially five for one card and um, um, really incentivizes maybe mid-range gameplay. Um, We'll see how effective this is in Classic Constructed. 
But as far as, you know, just exchanges, I do like this design space to incentivize um, interaction between the players. Uh, you know, we will see. Again, we will see how effective that is. The As you mentioned, the spike cards, though, are insane value. Like, spike with frailty becomes a one for five attack reaction, which is absurd. Like... Mm. One for five surprise damage, or not quite one for five because a defense reaction for four would block out all of that damage. But it's almost a one for five attack reaction that blocks three. So that's like really, really powerful. Two cards and a tunic counter or three cards for 10 damage is uh, kind of maybe on rate, but in limited is, um, you know, quite good. So well, there's a bit of nuance with frailty because if they don't, like, I don't know, like, so, like, we know Rangers are going to be in here. So then, obviously, this hits, like, any card they play from their arsenal, if they have one. Are we going to have regular attacks we can just play from hand? And they don't really have a weapon that it affects. So it's, like, you might not get the value with Spike, with Frailty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, that one's a little bit trickier for me. Uh, I also kind of want to note on your point about we haven't seen a ninja that gives one of these tokens, but if we look at the earlier spoiler codex of frailty, which is a assassin ranger card, we can assume we're going to get the two other codexes, um, probably codex of blood rot or whatever, which will be also a, a dual class. So, you know, I can, I think we can assume that ninja will have, some way to have some sort of play with these um these tokens whether they'll be on some sort of combo line or attack actions that's like uh remains to be seen but i still think it's a pretty safe bet fair enough and yeah that's a good point like spike with frailty is like you know one for four points of value or more if you're facing like Kadachis or Spider's Bites or something. But, um, you know, it could be a bit less. And like Inertia is only applies if they wanted to arsenal a card, right? So if it hampers them, it's like a whole card. If it doesn't, then it's like doesn't matter. Um, they're definitely a bit harder to weigh there. But um, I guess my initial point being these uh, zero for threes are just like very fair. Um, but the attack reactions seem to be like a bit above curve but i think that because they only apply to stealth cards it's a way to like sure they're above rate but because they're tied to stealth and stealth is maybe like under rate it just balances out or it's like a good way to be able to print like um, powerful cards and still like you know keep it under control totally uh colin do you want to talk about stealth <clears throat> and what that mechanic does? Stealth does nothing. <laughs> Next question. Uh, yeah, for anybody who missed the uh, post on the Judge Hub blog page, they had a cute little Easter egg where they put uh, white text on a white background that you had to highlight to see. Unless, of course, you <laughs> use reader mode in your browser and then it just showed up and you didn't get the joke which is really funny for some people to be like why are people asking if i read the whole thing 
of course I read the whole thing. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Dark mode OP. Yeah. Nerf, dark nerf dark mode OP. Nerf OP. <laughs> dark mode, please. LSS. Uh, uh, yeah. So stealth is really just a, you know, it's just a keyword on a card that interacts with other cards. So, you know, so far all we've seen is the uh, attack reactions uh, that interact with it. So, you know, the the spike with frailty, blood rot, and inertia only affects stealth cards, so it won't work on the contract cards that we got uh, with the release of Arachne. Um, same thing with, like, a Razor's Edge. So it definitely seems to pigeonhole a character who doesn't have a huge card pool into either being contract-based or stealth-based because you can't just, like... It seems like you can't just fill your your deck with both and hope that it, everything lines up because we know how that works out. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what else we get and how heavy into the stealth mechanic everything plays so far. Every card they've released for or spoiled for assassin uh, does interact with stealth except for the, the, the hybrid cards, which, um, don't so maybe that's kind of where they're gonna uh kind of shore that up a bit but uh yeah stealth stealth is just a thing that is there to remind you that some of your cards don't work with your attack actions (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's like aim counters this arrow actually doesn't do anything yeah this has three (laughs) aim counters which means nothing but it looks good or it has zero, yeah. so no text. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Taylor. I don't know. Drill shot is good even without aim counters. So totally, it's the Hashtag one. Not all aim counters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we. This is my theory that the assassin characters are going to be able to like hero ability could be to add stealth to stuff potentially so then that creates like maybe something more fun to have to interact with or or that sort of thing um so then that way like your contracts also become uh stealthy and then have more value right in in the card pool that would be cool yeah hopefully that's but true if, <laughs> yeah or there's a piece of legendary equipment or something like that mm. you know i don't know but um that's kind of where my mind is going mm-hmm. with all of these things you know that's pretty good i like that thank you yeah good job yeah it is interesting that you know uzuri and Arachne, that there's an alternate Arachne and Uzuri who so far appear to have a completely different um, strategy than the Arachne who previously was released, right? Um, so it it begs the question, right? Like, what what makes an assassin, right? Like, what is the staple attribute of that class? You know, like. Um, for some classes, it's a bit nebulous, like permanence or, um, you know, for like brutes, it's just power, 
right six power cards are the the only thing that ties them together um but all the classes kind of have like a similar theme at least so i'm wondering what the assassin theme is yeah i don't know i mean obvious like a pretty it's a pretty awesome like mid-range plan but it's just not very powerful you know what i mean like mm-hmm. getting to fire off infect uh as like the one card you have an arsenal and blocking with four cards and then like dealing five damage basically is like pretty good you know i would love to deal five damage with just one card uh but is that like without the hero ability it's hard to know if that's like really gonna be be enough and like you said like is is that the theme of assassin is like let's just be mid-range or are we, you know, going to have some sort of like, is it just a play on fair cards with hit effects or something like that? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, one deadly strike. With Arachne Huntsman, it seemed like Mill was the thing because the contract cards were not necessarily tied to, well, you know, contract was tied to his hero ability, but it was the contract cards that Mill... So, but if we kind of abstract that out, because now it's like stealth that does these other things, it is, seems like it's a lot of reactions, um, and like smaller pokey damage, uh, that has some kind of hit effect that is, you know, kind of bad. (laughs) Um, I did just to tie back to blood rot pox really quick. I did have the thought that like in classic constructed, I think this is essentially two damage, right? Unless you're playing like fatigue old him or something, but in limited play, there may be value in paying off your blood rot pox tokens. Right. And because you could kind of fatigue your opponent a bit. If, you know, if you block out most of their things and then if they give you a blood rot pox, like saving a blue and pitching it like in limited, you have, many less threats in your deck and like because the power level is lower there's a lot uh getting fatigued is um more common for all decks i think so um i just wanted to note that in limited i think that maybe this won't be a free two damage actually i mean well my other point or thing to go here with is that razor's edge is a common. So it's also an assassin attack reaction. That's free that blocks for three. So you can expect there to be quite a few of these and just your stealth cards get plus three power. Uh, so like what a great limited pickup if you're in assassin, like I for sure would get this in any color because it blocks for three and is free. So even if it's like a blue that you pitch late game, it could like still win you the game or force your opponent to like uh overblock or whatever. So maybe mm-hmm. you are correct to like just like fatigue and maybe Arachne will have this like mid range or Azuri will have these like mid range game plans that take you super late. But then is also Riptide gonna be like going super late? And it, we're just in fatigue world here where limited games are just this grind fest where a fishmonger is trying to outwit a uh, torturous psychopath. Who knows? 
Yeah, I don't think Riptide will be a fatigue-esque strategy, right? Because you have to, like, he doesn't have a weapon. So you have to shoot enough arrows at them to kill them. And you they could just block out your arrows, right? With We'll see if there's a dominate ability, but... Um, right. By you know, just blocking out and saving five arrows, they could still just block those arrows, right? right. So, um, you by, know... By not having a weapon, you mean like a repeatable thing that has damage printed Right, on. yeah, a weapon that does damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a weapon that loads a piece of ammunition that you then fire. Yeah. yeah. I'm also wondering, because there are so many attack reactions here, and you have to assume that Ninja will have some sort of attack reaction, maybe not, but besides peace of mind, how many tools were the B to deal with these attack reactions. Um, we know that Riptide will have traps, but will he kind of have the edge here and other classes will be susceptible to these attack reactions or will there be several printed um, cards reaction. to you know help, help you out here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how many defense reactions, if any, like generic ones there will be because they've been real careful not to make any new ones just because, you know, Sink Below and Fate Foreseen are basically the best ones. So doing anything that's zero for four is real sketchy probably, like unless you just remake them as like a different card. Um, but, you know, it will it will be interesting. I feel like there'll probably be a couple class or like one class defense reaction, at least for Ninja and Assassin. Um, it seems like Riptide and Azalea might get a couple more uh, with the trap stuff, um, but we'll just have to see, and we'll be talking about that in a second. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's looking a little interesting and maybe a little confusing on the Assassin side, just because the stealth cards seem to, unless Taylor is correct, which we're praying to riptide that he is um that uh <laughs> uh stealth can be added to other cards uh it it feels weird that you can't combine these very new assassin cards with these even newer assassin cards to do something <laughs> that makes sense um <clears throat> but maybe that doesn't matter and it's just like you know you're all over the place so I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Um I think the last thing we don't there's no card for this, but it was just I think it was spoiled on the um was it the Living Legend page. Yeah, Living Legend page with the uh signature weapon. Uh that Arachne solitary confinement's weapon will be the Orbitoclast, which when you Google that you find that it is a basically an ice pick. Uh, that they made a surgical tool to perform uh, prefrontal lobotomies, which, if you didn't know, is when they put it through your eye and then hammered it in, you know, to break the soft bone back there to split the two halves of your brain apart because it was supposed to be good for you. Totally, it's medicine. If you had a mental illness, yeah. Well, if you had a mental illness, certain mental illness. Uh, and they gave that guy a Nobel Prize for that, which many people 
Like, look this up. Many people do not. They think they should go back and take it away from him because they've pretty much proved that it's not <laughs> not very good for people and kind of horrible. Um, and then there's a lot of other fucked up stuff related to it. So, you know, content trigger warning if you go look at that. But otherwise, that's the spoiler of uh, what an orbitoclast is. I don't know how that becomes Arachne's weapon if he has like a <laughs> if he's trying to like hammer uh an ice pick into you but maybe it's just like a shiv that he stabs you with yeah hold cool still too. i'm i'm curing you yeah <laughs> you seem to be ailing under some kind of uh yeah oh, i guess people ailing. were insane a giant nail through your eye splitting your brain in half yeah yeah they also thought like hey i just shouldn't bathe that's bad for me <clears throat> and cocaine was a drug that they prescribed to people so <laughs> And put in Coke. They did, yeah. They put in Coke. Uh, that is a very tasty spoiler. Great detective work there, uh, Colin. I do also, I have this question about all of these spoilers. What is it that Riptide is doing that warrants him to have slightly less health? You know what I mean? And if we're going to have freaking traps and defense reactions, why did we put Azalea in this set? We know she hates freaking defense reactions. So how is all of this going to be solved is my big question. Yeah, I don't know. So there's like, um, the well, here we can just talk about this. Uh, there is a card in this set that's been spoiled called Peace of Mind. It's cost two, it's at red, it's an instant, and the next time you would be dealt damage this turn, prevent four of that damage and create a ponder token. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see, and that's at common, but we'll see besides that, like if traps are just rares and only available to Riptide, maybe that's uncommon enough to not just like make Azalea worthless in the set, you know what I mean? Like there would have to be a balance there that somebody couldn't just gobble up all the defense reactions and then be able to win. One would hope. <laughs> well, because like the assassin attack reactions and Azalea's dominate, you know what I mean? You couldn't have just like so many blocking cards that those are don't matter at all. But yeah. I guess we will see. I suppose to like uh we do have ninja in this set, so is going to punish you if you're going to like play peace of mind. Cause that's like just in typical ninja fashion, they're going to play like more than one attack, sometimes mm -hmm. three or four. Uh, and so peace of mind like sucks if you're uh, against a go wide strategy, because you have to like pitch that card to defend one source of physical damage for four, three or two. And that's just like not, a great return if they're going to be attacking you multiple times in a round. So maybe that's where the balance comes in, the balance to the force. You know? Yeah, agreed. Um, Colin, back to your point, I feel like uh, a, the Arachne cards not lining up, I think only feels weird because Arachne is such a recent character. But with characters in the past, it's like like Lexi used almost no Azalea cards. And Azalea couldn't use any Lexi cards. And Phi used almost no ninja cards. You know? Um, 
like they could have almost been standalone classes except for their equipment and flavor so while i think it feels weird because you kind of want more cards for the current arachne um i think it is kind of on brand to have them actually be quite a quite a lot different unfortunately like it would be nice to see the arachne fleshed out but yeah that makes sense i think the main difference being that most heroes are released in a full set when with cards that kind of built in to synergize with them a little bit more um but yeah i i I think that's fair they that's kind of how they balance the game long term is by uh not having cards that uh my dog just opened the door um why was that closed (laughs) fuck you (laughs) Uh, and i forgot what i was saying but yeah that 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 makes a lot of sense i was just kind of it just feels like Arachne can't do what he wants to do and does so far none of these cards help him do that unless you just are going full into uh, the stealth, which then it doesn't work with his hero ability. So I don't know. I'm going to close my door. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll we'll just have to see what, is going to happen you know obviously we still have like so many questions i do want to mention like how freaking dope collapsing trap is ranger defense reaction trap defense for three is a blue cost zero and is a legendary specialization for riptide so you only get one of these bad boys and it says when this defends an attack with go again the attacking hero discards their hand then draws that many cards minus one so baller it's a majestic so it's like i don't know i think right now this feels like a bomb in the set like if you open this you just like windmill tomahawk this thing down on the table and you just start picking every riptide card and you say come at me bro i'm gonna slap you around with fish and this trap well, I so guess it cool. depends on how many cards have go again in this set. Yeah. So far, zero. Yeah. So, say, so far, <laughs> we've seen zero of them. So may, Majestics have been kind of in a weird spot in Limited in the past, I think, other than, you know, the kind of broken uh, Majestic weapons that have been in there. Um, but they're very, they tend to be very situational and not always like, yes, this card is overpowered and limited and I'm going to win the game because of this. It's like, maybe you'll win a game, which is really cool. Like Blossoming Spellblade, probably actually better and limited than uh, it's super than is. constructed, but you you have to like set it up and then it's like, okay, this is really cool, but it's not just like an auto win kind of situation. But I do agree, it's super, super cool. The art on it is dope. The ability is cool it's nice to see where their heads at for traps uh kind of going forward obviously this is probably the most powerful trap that they're gonna have yeah Uh, but since you can you can only have one uh but yeah it looks it looks really cool and it's a blue blocks blocks for three 
Yeah, against it's just a solid card. Defense reaction, so it should block for you. Yeah, the, this card's way above curve, but because they print legendary on it, I think they think they can do that, even though we've had issues in the past with that. But let's um, let's give Ranger the, a chance to be OP. Come on. <laughs> this yeah. one goes to Graveyard, though, instead of being pitched to double old time ability or fuse or something, though. So, um, at least there's that. Like at least it goes away, and you can't remembrance it because mm-hmm. it's a defense reaction. Um, but importantly, um, it reads defends an attack with go again. So you can play it on a spider's bite or Kadachi if yep. those are weapons in the set. And it also ends their turn if they like pitch to play spider's bite and are holding the one card they were going to play. This will still heavily impact them, even though you're like over blocking the damage. Um, so still very effective there. Um, dope. Yeah, really cool. Uh, do you guys want to talk about, let's talk about another bomb, Bonds of Ancestry really quick. Ooh. I don't even know if I should read this text, but... Do it. Do it. Read the whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Red, <laughs> red, two for four attack, blocks three. It has combo. If a card with Gustwave in its name was the last attack this combat chain, this costs two resources less to play and has go again and... When this attacks, you may banish a card with combo from your graveyard. If you do, search your deck for a card with the same name, banish it, then shuffle. You may play it this combat chain. So essentially, in limited, assuming there's a common card with Gustwave in its name, or in CC, um, essentially this becomes a zero for four go again. And then at worst, you could get like a um, shit. What's that zero for three? I don't play Katsu. Jab. No, those are not. Don't have combo. The new one. Anyway, the new zero for three with go again, uh, and it gets yeah. So essentially, if you follow up a guest wave, this becomes a zero for four, go again, or zero for seven, go again, um, with only caveat that it has to follow a guest wave card, um, you know, which is not that hard to do at worst it like blocks for three and i think i don't know it's possible it has a card that follows it which would be truly insane because then it would be better than a zero for seven with go again but you know we'll see uh i think uh, yeah at worst it will block for three but on the offensive side assuming we have like a a one cost weapon for ninja it's like a you know a three for five like you you kadachi pitch your blue and then you have two floating and then you can bonds of ancestry at like a break point for your like mid-range ninja game in this highly defensive uh set that we're about to be in what if you like you know what i mean guest wave bonds of ancestry banish another gust wave, or no you have another gust wave and then you banish another bonds of ancestry or either version of that and then you just like double gust wave bonds of ancestry and it's just like that sounds like it'd be fun you'd have to snaps the second gust wave because it would not have go again but i'm into it well because it would not be fall anyway All of that thing is correct. You could also have a quick token. Ghost wave bonds. Ghost wave bonds. 
Right. Yeah, but the second guest wave would follow a bonds, so it would not have go again. Well, we don't know that. The guest wave. Oh, you mean a new guest wave? A new guest gotcha. wave, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you could yeah, also yeah. close the chain. Oh, that would be absurd. They better not do that. Close the chain, <laughs> banish the guest wave that you just... Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work because it's when it hits. No, when this attacks. Damn, okay, never mind. See, that's why you had to read it out loud because I have to... <laughs> I need to be told exactly why my brain doesn't understand how this card works. This is a very complicated card and is really, really good just at base. Yeah. And then we'll see if it's part of like some Uber combo. Well, what's cool too is it's a rare. So there's like, I, it seems like if the gust wave card is common and this is rare, you, it seems like you're pretty much happy with all three colors, you know? You attack for three, then you attack for two. And if your name is Benji, you really love the blue. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I can't believe Benji's in the set still. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how Benji fits in here. Right? Because, like, so far it's just Benji can play the blue cards, which suck, but also are unblockable. You know, it's just kind of a weird fringe like hero, like an alternate win condition. But we'll see if there's like cards for Benji because this is Benji's limited set, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> so cool. We'll have to see. That's the only ninja card, right? That we've seen other. Yeah, Correct. I haven't even seen a hybrid card. Yeah. So lots, lots to figure out where Katsu and Benji are heading in this set. But, uh, that card does look cool, and the art is also dope. On Bonds of Ancestry? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, let's briefly talk about Barbed Castaway, which may or may not be the token bow. I'm th I think it probably is. So Barbed Castaway is a ranger weapon, two-handed. It has... Um, once per turn, instant, pay one. You may put an arrow from your hand face up into your arsenal. Classic. But it's an instant, which is really cool. And then it also has once per turn, instant, pay one. You may turn a face down arrow in your arsenal face up. If you do, put an aim counter on it. So we're going to continue the design space with aim counters, which is really cool. And uh, you have more than one way to kind of buff your arrows or or that sort of thing. The flipping an arrow to put an aim counter on it is feels like a pretty steep cost. So like assuming your arrow, a lot of arrows cost one. So now your arrow costs two basically to fire it. So that aim counter better be like, worth it you know what i mean yeah this bow is terrible unless aim counters are really good <laughs> you know i mean because the the first ability puts an arrow into your arsenal and does not put an aim counter on it right so then it just makes all of your arrows cost two to just shoot an arrow so then you're at like two for five potentially relevant hit effect you know, no go again, no nothing. And like you yeah. said, it is an instant, so you can do, do the, like, turn zero play where you can get a bit ahead if they don't punish you too hard for it. And um, 
Yeah, I like, is there going to be an arrow that's uh, one for six? If it has a game counter, it gets go again or something. So you can pay one to flip it, pay one to fire it. So you're at two now, and then you could load another arrow and mm-hmm. fire it for four resources. This is still terrible, even with my hypothetical arrow, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, it's just really weird that loading an arrow doesn't give it a name counter. It's just flipping it. Um, yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm just rambling now, but there's like no good side. Unless aim counters are uber powerful, like much more powerful than we've seen. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like that it is an instant, so that allows you flexibility in when you manipulate your arsenal. I think, we, as we've seen in Lexi, um, that's just like a straight upgrade um, on how Ranger uh, interacts with their arsenal, especially if you're using like New Horizon or even in Limited, just being able to turn zero. Uh, instant an arrow into your arsenal on your opponent's turn um could be really you know useful and powerful but yeah it does it does seem like a little rough especially compared with like voltaire you know which is just a better bow um majestic though even sand scour which gives you like plus a card if you yeah. rip it off the top and an email, you know, it's just so anyway. I mean, well, we're it, also gonna it have... might, well, the, blah, blah, blah. this Sorry. could be, <clears throat> we might have multiple weapons. So this could be specific for Riptide because the play pattern could be like play defense reaction from Arsenal, play peace of mind while having pitched a blue. And then now you can defend your two attacks uh, for the turn. And then with your one floating, you can, as an instant, load your free arrow into your arsenal. And then now you have an attack to fire back on their turn and you're not wasting uh, a resource and still getting to potentially do the stuff Riptide wants to do. So it could have a use case in in that scenario. Nice. I like that play line. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's been confirmed that death dealer is going to be in the set too. I oh, I did like, not know that. Nice. I feel like I thought they had like had Kodachi's and death dealers on some page, but now I can't find it. So maybe I'm lying, but, um, I would love new weapons personally <laughs> well i mean it, it'd be weird not to include the signature weapon of the hero in the set you know yeah since we have azalea and katsu but then i don't know there's so many heroes and everything's wild and outsiders so we'll see um but yeah that's interesting go ahead sorry no i was gonna say you know we'll 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 see and Barb Castaway is slightly disappointing for our boy Riptide there. <laughs> well, so in that in that vein, I was wondering if like so if everybody can everybody only use their signature weapon or can, do they get to choose, right? Like so does Katsu get Kadachis and Benji gets needles and that's like your only option? 
you know, with your different heroes or can you choose or, you know, how that'll work out? Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing is that needle like sucks. 12 slash is also good. But if we're not if there's no or I mean, if there's lots of defense reactions, it sucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So who knows? I think I mean, as long as they're if they're tokens or also just any, you know, there's no talents in this set. So like, I think as long as it's in their class, if you have multiple weapons, you can choose which ones, which could be really interesting and allow for like a different mm. kind of build or, you know, meta to develop and sideboard. Yeah. For different uh, matchups, uh, being able to swap out uh, your weapon choice, which, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to see what else we get when the real spoiler season starts. Was it totally speaking of real spoiler season? This is maybe something I would like to end on which, hero like so between azuri arachne and riptide which hero's uh ability text gets spoiled first isaac your guess azuri okay nice colin riptide Ooh. okay well then i'm going with arachne solitary confinement baby all right check back in Leave a comment. <laughs> Who was right? <laughs> um, I did want to mention, I do think it's interesting, like, peace of mind got printed because they seem like really instant happy. Like, they keep printing instants that prevent damage, right? Like, there's two guardian ones now, um, or one applies to the shield, but, you know, and then there's Oasis Respite, and now there's peace of mind, which is, like, better and maybe old him with other resource sinks and crown where even if you draw blue and arsenal it off the ponder you still want that in arsenal right so it does have severe limitations it's just like i wonder how many damage prevention instants like this they're going to print it is interesting because it's kind of a liability like you said it's two cards for blocking four but um you know it's it's this card surprised me I guess, because it's very similar to o- Oasis or Spite and kind of a different take on it. But it's, um, it seems kind of more of the same, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they tend to do that. They make cards that are <clears throat> basically the same, but a little mm. bit different. So, you know, it costs yeah. two, which seems pretty steep. You do get to draw a card. Although that ponders at the end of your turn, right? Yeah, so you just get to arsenal it, right? So you only use it in a deck where you want to yeah. arsenal most of what you draw. Yeah, so like it doesn't help you on your next turn. So I don't know. Could be, could be good. Could be weird. I think it falls in that line of a uh, along with the quiver. Did we talk about the quiver? We didn't talk about. It. No, we don't do. We don't need to talk. <laughs> We could just say the quiver is a great uh, space that they've opened up that it can yeah. be equipped in a weapon zone without, you know, taking, you know, while having two hands. Uh, and right now it seems like it doesn't help you very much. It's a like, legendary quiver is going to be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully there is a legendary quiver. That would be dope. Um, and we'll have to see what that looks like. But yeah, this one just it's expensive 
and and he I mean, used it once. It's good because it's free. It doesn't cost you anything for the deck, so it's an upgrade in that way. But sure. I don't. Right. I think it's fairly bad. Yeah, or it, disappointing maybe. It costs you one card that you might otherwise put in there. Um, but yeah, in, I'm very interested in that space though. Like we can now have. Mm-hmm things you know because they made offhand so it seemed like okay well you need a one-handed weapon to have an offhand thing um but now we just have okay well this thing goes on your back but it's not your chest piece or your head piece and it can do something interesting so i'm excited <clears throat> excited about that um yeah did we oh wait did we talk about death touch we did not dude, what do you got about death touch dude death touch is dope uh, Taylor was Taylor was skipping around. Yeah, he he started jumping around. He's excited. Jump to the end. Yeah, I know. Uh, I went crazy. But Death Touch, uh, Assassin Ranger act attack action one for six blocks for two can't be played from Arsenal and also creates a frailty token. So it has this really interesting kind of can't duality. be played from hand. Huh. Sorry, yeah, can't be played from hand. Has to be played yeah. from Arsenal. I was thinking Correct. both things at the same time. Um, <laughs> And it makes a frailty token, um, but has to be played from Arsenal. So it has like the weird duality of like <clears throat> frailty gives minus one to uh, uh, cards played Weapon. from Arsenal. Um, so, you know, you guys will just be hitting each other back and forth, making each other frail, and then trying to death well, touch each other. <laughs> well, it makes any token on hit. Yeah. So it's kind of a must block. Oh, it makes any. Oh, um, my God. I yeah. didn't even read the rest of the card. See, Isaac, you needed to read the whole card for me for me to know what it does. <laughs> I didn't read any of the card. <laughs> all all um, I know about Death Touch is I want the art on this to be a playable character. That's who I would like to be. I have a tome. I have a flaming skull. I have a giant sword on my back. I got a freaking uh, Plague Doctor mask. I'd say what he's got a skull there? with sparklers in it. It's not necessarily flaming. <laughs> Well, I am I am into this character. Yeah. If this was a character in Outsiders, it, this would be my favorite. I really like him. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't I mean, this card's very good in Assassin. I don't like this card because it's a dual card and it's like not great in Ranger unless we get like more reload cards or arrows with go again. It just like the lines to play it in a set or ranger are like a bit much and the one cost means it still costs two cards if you play it on its own however in like assassin it can follow the weapons or in cc it can follow like black tech whisperers and then get played out so it, it has a lot of applications there i feel like um and we don't know but, its rarity because this is a promo yeah, to me it reads assassin card, but I could be wrong. You know, it could still merit play in in ranger, especially with a lot of reload. Yeah. But a lot of reload cards don't buff non arrows, so um, you'd have to anyway. Dude, I would be stoked. We play like attack from hand with go again, and then you blind Azalea in your death touch. I would be stoked. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. a dream. Yeah, it, I mean, it seems cool to enough. have just like powerful attack actions, you know, since uh, everything is so tied to the bow and maybe because, you know, the cost of barbed castaway um, 
I don't know. It, it feels like it maybe gives you a little flexibility, but also it is going against what Ranger kind of does and doesn't have go again on it. So we'll have to see. Like we said, almost no card, none of the cards spoiled have go again printed on them. So um, I guess Bonds of Ancestry has it as a conditional, but mm. uh, yeah, well, we'll see if anyone's going wide this set. Oh, the ninjas will be. Well, I mean, yeah, they think they will be. They will be. They will be. Two Ninja Turtles. Kadachi, Kadachi, attack. Stupid. Kodachi, I Kodachi, hope it's not a turtly <laughs> set. Like it ends up like old him. Fatigue old him was the bet, you know? Love it. It doesn't end up being like that. Fatigue I'm just going to smack you. people around with fish as Riptide. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Take this. Trout attack. Fistful of fish. <laughs> yeah. Blammo, this one with a big trout. Bass. That's what you get for talking. Salmon. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for being here, everybody. Appreciate you all. Smack the subscribe and like buttons with your fish. Uh, helps us out. Uh, check out the other shows we're doing. Salmon suplex podcast. that subscribe button. <laughs> totally. Octopus <laughs> tentacle. <laughs> Uh, and you know, make sure you wash your hands. Uh, you don't want to get blood pox or, uh, or blood rot or any of that stuff. So be safe out there, everybody. And we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.